Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. I said very little about this particular developing situation. I'm going to say a little bit now, and then I'm going to talk to my friend, Mark Yost. Colin Kaepernick, starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers today against the Buffalo Bills. Mr. Kaepernick refuses to stand for the U.S. National Anthem, as you know. And U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg called Kaepernick's action, quote, dumb and disrespectful, end quote, and said, quote, it's a terrible thing to do, end quote. And then she reversed field on Thursday, apologizing to Kaepernick, who had said the judge's view was disappointing, because at the end of the day, the flag is just a piece of cloth, and I'm not going to value a piece of cloth over people's lives. End quote. It's disturbing when a Supreme Court judge makes a public declaration on something she doesn't know about, and then has to retract her statement. And as for Mr. Kaepernick, I have this to say. If I were the commissioner of the National Football League, I'd let it be known that the next player who acts in this manner would be severely fined. A second act would result in another fine and a season suspension. Come back after a year, and if you find a team willing to take you on, and again you sit down during the anthem or otherwise disrespect the principles which provide so much freedom to American citizens as well as millions who are in that nation illegally, and that player would be gone for life. After all, players who celebrate a touchdown inventively are fined and their teams are punished with a 15-yard penalty. These players who are sitting during the anthem who are standing with their heads bowed and arms raised are doing so while wearing the uniform of the team they play for as well as displaying the NFL logo. They're dragging their team, their employer, and the entire National Football League into their protest. Find them for that. Let them protest in their street clothes in a public park somewhere. And as for cops, yes, there are bad ones. But good ones have paid with their lives because anger at police has become a tool of ultra-left-wing types and anarchists who bust themselves into arenas and areas where police shooting takes place and engage in organizing rioting. Yeah, get the bad cops off the streets. I'm not going to ever disagree with that. But has Mr. Kaepernick ever ridden in a police cruiser through the mean streets of any U.S. city? Ever had to do what a cop does, and that is place his or her life on the line every day on the job? They're shot at, they're punched, they're spit on, they have bricks thrown at them. Colin Kaepernick has to deal with getting sacked while wearing protective padding and a helmet. And there are rules which prevent Mr. Kaepernick from being hit overly aggressively. 
Kaepernick, you say you'll decide when the United States is the nation you can be proud of again and that you'll stand for the national anthem then. Well, I can hardly wait for that day when the United States of America earns Colin Kaepernick's official seal of approval. We'll have a fireworks display. I'm not disrespecting anyone else's opinion on this issue. I'm just sharing mine. When the national anthem is played and you're wearing the uniform of the team which pays your exorbitant salary and represents the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and maybe this year it'll be the NHL as well, stand still for a few minutes. Give a news conference in your street clothes, appear on national media, radio, and television, and share your concerns in your street clothes, and I'll pay attention and I'll listen to what you have to say. I will, and I'll respect that. But I have no time for what's happening because kids are now getting involved. Kids are now uh, protesting and not standing for the national anthem of the United States. Uh, I'm having some difficulty getting my mouse to work again, so can I get the studio to please put Mark Yost on for me? Thank you very much. Don't know why. I guess, I don't know. It's not remote. It's got a cable. Mr. Yost, it's good to have you. It's been yeah, a while, Mark. It's been yeah, a while since you've been I, on the show. I, yeah, I think I'm on. And uh, before we get into this, can we get you to run for president of the United States? Uh, that's the best political statement I've heard in six months. Uh, well, it's a little late for me, considering <laughs> I was considering I was born somewhere else. <laughs> but then that controversy has already been covered. Um, yeah, I uh, thank you. Uh, I. I just, I, I had a lot more to say, but I didn't want to waste your time. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to disagree on this. I, I agree with you. And, you know, you make an important point that the NFL, it's perfectly within their right to say to players, Kaepernick or whomever, or MLB or any other sports leagues to, you know, knock it off. Because, you know, the, the Constitution, at least in the United States, protects us from oppression by the government. A lot of people forget that. Private, private groups like the NFL can do whatever they want. They make up their own rules. And if they want to make a rule that you stand for the national anthem, then they could do that. And, and, and that would solve the whole problem right there. Well, you know, when, if you're doing that and you're wearing the uniform, as Kaepernick does, of the 49ers, and other players are doing it as well, you're now dragging your employer into your personal protest. And if I were your employer, I'd be saying exactly that. Cut it out. Do it on your own time because you have, you certainly have enough profile that you'll get the attention, you'll get the coverage, whether you're in uniform or not. That's just the approach I take anyway. So Exactly. Now, your son is uh, is in the military in the United States as of last week. Tell us about that. Well, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a United States Marine, and uh, he just graduated from boot camp last week, and he's enjoying a little bit of leave, and then he's uh, headed to the School of Infantry, where I'm sure they'll guarantee, they'll guarantee that he stand and salute for the national anthem. I don't Thank think there'll you. be any Thank sitting down. No, there will be no sitting down, but... Um, uh, uh, so, uh, but thank you for mentioning that, but, uh, yeah, and, but it, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot of people, whether they've served or not, um, that still, you know, respect the flag and, and realize that it's an important thing to do. You might have some disagreements with the government. You might have some disagreements with your mayor or whomever, but, you know, um, there are a lot of reasons that you do stand for the national anthem and, and it's sacrifices people have made. And, um, and, you know, I, I'm waiting for Kaepernick to get into Charles Barkley mode and say, well, I'm not a role model and, and, and that. And um, 
So I, I don't think we've heard the last of this story, uh, especially since it's starting to impact the NFL financially. Yeah, well, they've got a 20% drop in ratings. Is there any sense, Mark, that this uh, this issue of not standing for the anthem is, is part of that or all of that? I, I think it's a little too early to tell. There's a number of different theories. One may be that uh, the NFL has simply peaked. Um, in ter- you know, I mean, it's, it's similar to the stock market or the real estate market. We think that the, the glory days, the, the continuing rising of the market, continue to go on forever and ever. It may just be that the NFL is at the, you know, as far as it can go, at least for now. And um, we have to remember that, you know, it's still the big kahuna. It still, it still beats the, the MLB, uh, NHL, NBA by a margin of two or three to one in terms of ratings. Even, you know, even baseball that's going on now, and I know you have some interest there north of the border uh, this, this season, this postseason. But, um, you know, even the, even the MLB ratings uh, pale in compared to, say, the Super Bowl um, so, it, so people think a it might have peaked. People think that the pres- there's always a presidential year election factor to it that that ratings dip in the fall of a presidential election. So that could be a factor. But you know, long term, Roy, I, I I think that most people are decent and most people share our opinions that regardless of your political truck with anybody, that you stand for the national anthem. And I have to think that long term long-term, this is going to have some sort of impact. It goes hand-in-hand with the, the cheating at the college level, the doctoring of the grades. Uh, you, know, you know, the NFL now, it, its policy as part of its rookie indoctrination, the NFL has decided it needs to explain to players that um, sexual assault and domestic battery is a bad thing. Um, that's what we've come to. And, and I think all of that kind of adds up, and I, I, I wouldn't say that one of those things that we've mentioned is responsible for the 20% drop, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's a collective. Um, each part's had a little bit of an impact on it all. Well, we did a segment a couple of years ago, you and I, where we talked about the numbers of NFL players who've had felony charges laid against them, and I think the number was, I'm going by the top of my head now, I think it's around 800 over a, over a period of years. And I'm wondering if any of those players who are, you know, are on the on the field now still, if any of them are engaging in their in a protest sit down. Uh, meanwhile, they faced felony charges for for their behavior in society. There's uh, it's a legitimate question to ask. There's there's so much there's so much to be asked here. When when Mr. when Colin Kaepernick talks about it just being a piece of cloth, you know, it really bugged me because we had a separatist premier of Quebec. Um, who who said, I can't remember his name right now, it wasn't Parazo, it was, somebody remind me of his name. Um, I actually interviewed him. He was a former, he was a former colonel, I think, in the Canadian Army. Anyway, he became a separatist president of Quebec, a prime minister of Quebec, that's what they call them, prime ministers. Don't call them premiers, they call them prime ministers. And uh, he said, ah, it's just another, it's just a, a, what did he say? It was a red piece of cloth, or something like that. It was, it was really a throwaway phrase. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'd like you to get involved who are listening. And I have a tweet from Gail uh, at the Roy Green Show. Agree with your comments. He's lucky to live in a country where he can earn millions doing a job he loves or playing a kid's game at, at the adult level. 888-225-8255. 888-225-8255 is my number. Or 416-870-6400. Or 416-870-6400. Do you support... Or do you challenge and oppose 
Colin Kaepernick and the rest of them, who uh, who refuse to stand respectfully for the national anthem, the U.S. national anthem. Would it bother you, would it trouble you, if Canadian players in the NHL started to not stand for O Canada? Because I, I, you know what, I, I, I remember being at a, at a neutral site NHL game in Hamilton. And they, they took games on the road, right? That's 1990s. And the Montreal Canadiens were the designated home team. So we're at Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, which is about 10 minutes from where I am right now. And there are about 18,000 people in the stands. And because Montreal was the designated home team, O Canada, the first part of O Canada, was sung in French. And a whole crew of morons and cement heads started to boo. They were booing the national anthem because it was sung first in French. I went on the radio the next morning and I tore a strip off them. Because I reminded them they were booing O Canada. Sung in one of our official languages. The second half was sung in English. At the same time, when I was in my early 20s and living in Montreal, and the FLQ movement was underway, and separatism was a major issue, you'd go to a Habs game, and some people would not stand for O Canada. You know that little space that exists between the seat and the seat back? little space, about three inches. A steel cap boot fits just nicely in there. And when it makes a sharp contact with the spine, it gets the attention of the sitting person who then realizes, looking back and seeing four guys all over six foot two, that maybe it's a good idea to stand, like right now. It does create emotional response in people. What's yours? What's your response? Triple A two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. I didn't say it was my boot. We'll come back in a minute. And Mark Yost writes for the business writes the business of sport for the Wall Street Journal. is an author of great sports books. Go to Amazon.com. M A R K Y O S T. And you write thrillers too, my friend. I know I keep saying thrillers, but you call them something else. What do you call them? Uh, noirs, but uh, that's the same thing. Thrillers, uh, detective stories. Uh, They're great. Uh, so. But, um, you know, I have to correct something that I said in the previous segment, and that's that I said I think most people agree with us. But, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure if that's true anymore. I, I, I would cite two things. Number one, when Kaepernick started doing this, his jersey sales took off. And for a few weeks, he was the number one selling jersey in the NFL. And then, of course, we, we have to remember that, that sometimes this what, what a lot of us view as bad behavior uh, isn't really punished. I would just point to Ray Rice and, um, yeah. you know, women wearing his jersey uh, after his incident in, uh, in which he pretty much decked his girlfriend, now wife. And, and, and you know, and pe- people, people support that. And they say, you know what, I, I don't care what he does off the field. I don't care, you know. And, and so, so I may not be exactly correct about that, that there's a negative, there's a, there's a universal negative impact on Colin Kaepernick and the NFL due to his protest. No question. No question. And there's a better way to protest as one that you would actually, we, we, you know, we, we could actually um, support if you did it on in his street clothes. I said Trent is in St. Thomas, uh, Ontario. Hi, Trent. 
Hey, Roy, I, I got a, uh, an interesting take on this because uh, Kaepernick would represent the the left, and and he, and this is why Judge Ginsburg was probably reprimanded is because there's still a large population of the U.S. that likes what he did that is not as patriotic as say, and is not all about law and order. So I think she was maybe told, you know, you cut it out. That's a lot of our voting block. So even though um, many of Trump's people are deplorable, they're working class, law-abiding deplorable. But as, as Ted Cruz, you know, that's a said, deplorable combination, right? You know that, don't you? Working class, working class, <laughs> exactly. hard that's, that's deplorable. I'm a Canadian deplorable, you know, by definition. So, but but you know, even remember how Ted Cruz put it. In the one primary, he said, he said, not all Democrats are horse thieves, but all horse thieves are Democrats. And, and you know, they do not want to alienate a very large voting bloc. Well, let's ask, Mr. let's ask Mr. Yost, okay. who has a grip yeah. on, on United States politics and United States life. Is it possible that someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has a reputation for being, you know, outspoken in her own person, um, she's 83 years of age, she's probably not going to take a lot of crap from anybody, uh, is it possible that she got a hey, hey Ruth, back up, back up, back up message? Well, she she could have, or she may have thought better about it. You know, it's 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 hard to reprimand someone who's appointed for life. There's really not much you can <laughs> you can do. But to what all. example does and, she set? But Mark, what example does she set by reversing field, to use a football term, by reversing field well, on the issue of the of Kaepernick's protest? I, I think what it says about her is that she is ultimately a politician because she said something off the cuff in the moment of an interview, and then she went back and thought about it and okay. perhaps got a few phone calls from some like-minded people and said, hey, you know, you, you, you may okay, not buddy. want to put yourself in the middle of this. I'm having so, fun, so much fun I forgot the clock. Thanks for the time, Mr. Yost. We'll talk again. All right, sir. Thank That's you. my Bye-bye. friend Mark Yost writes on the business of sport for the Wall Street Journal. We'll have him back on The Green Show when we come back. Women who vote for Donald Trump don't go in.